the Happy Hour Podcast with your host, Joel Fleischman. Hello, welcome to Joel Fleischman's Happy Hour Podcast, episode number 28. Uh, today here we have some of our Drexel people, as well as a special guest, talking about cabinetry. How exciting. Wonderful. All right, <laughs> welcome to the podcast, everybody. Happy Hour. Right. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks for coming on. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. I tell you're a huge fan of the podcast. <laughs> Steph seems to do this on every episode. Mm. Delightful. This is not sponsored by Central Waters Brewery. I would love to have find a beer sponsor, but I had to purchase this. This is Tomorrow Rivers Helis. Pretty good, not bad. It is. It's a it's a nice, simple lager, but yet it is not too heavy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it's not bush light, but I could crush about twenty of these on Steph's pontoon. <laughs> <laughs> with, with the whiskey, it's got just enough to not give me a bellyache, bloated feeling when I'm water skiing. But yet on it's deep and dark enough. I saw your pontoon. Probably I could probably barefoot on your pontoon. But it's that deep and dark enough that I feel like I'm not just chugging bush lights. It's got some class to it. Also made in Amherst, right next door to our facility in cool. Amherst. So right, oh. and then the Tomorrow River is actually runs right directly through Amherst. Jason Flaker's part owner as well. So never seen that before. That's interesting. Yeah, the water is very very popular. Yeah. This is not their popular beer, though, but this, I love it. It's good. It's my favorite beer they make. They have this mud porter. It takes like hell. They sell it. It's like one of the most popular. It's like really dark, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. really dark. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a really deep porter. Yeah, yeah. I feel like porters. Yeah. I think we just found our topic. Okay, sorry. Yeah, let's get beer, to it. Beer, Easy. All right, why don't you guys all introduce yourselves? We had a bunch of guests today, so... First time I'm at it. I think Beth, you were on like episode three. Yeah, Steph wow. and I were both on one episode of the Episode one, two, ones. three, four. Uh, yeah, yeah was it four? It was early. I don't. Yeah. know. It was not like this. Not at all. No, no. Not at all. What do you think? Love Impressive. it. Love it. Looks okay. good, man. Looks Definite awesome. Definite improvement. <laughs> we're yeah. evolving. We're close. You know. <laughs> Tighten it. Right. Is this right. A once a month thing or every single Wednesday we produce it, oh. and then every Friday afternoon around three o'clock we drop it for. Joel Fleischman's Happy Hour podcast, episode number 28. So you're number 28. Wow. That's yeah. cool. Famous 28s, Marshall Falk. Anybody nice else? Wow. I would have never come up with that. No. 29. Yeah. Inky Johnson. Inky Johnson. I have an Inky Johnson jersey. Nice. Shout out to Inky. Do you, you want I me to start? Let's start. Yeah. Stephen Schwartzmiller. Good to see everybody. Hello. Uh, Sportsmore and Associates. We're a sales and marketing firm focused on the kitchen and bath business. And I have been doing this, I hate to say it, for 25 years. So in wow. this year, actually the last 12 months has been the <coughs> most interesting time uh, in the cabinet industry that I've been in. So, How long have you been selling to Campbell Sport Building Supply? It was Campbell Sport Building Supply. And how long supply. have you been selling to our company? 13 years. Mm -hmm. So multiple product lines, Thera Supreme, and now just recently WF Cabinetry, which we'll right. talk about. 13 yeah. years. 13 years, yeah. So we started at zero dollar amounts, and now what do, we, what do we do a year, buy from you a year? Uh, with Thera Supreme? But, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, just because we just started with WF. Right. Um, um, I will tell you right now that Drexel Building Supply buys more Dura-Supreme Dura cabinetry, are we hearing this? Drum roll. Than anyone else in the nation. 
Right. So hold it. If you were good at your job, hold it now. You would flash across the <laughs> anyone in the nation. In the nation. Yeah. There's a little award. Down awesome. that, oh, that's that's we'll fine. We don't even do dollar amount, but that's so, great. Thank so you. So we should get better lead times. <laughs> Here we go. Too soon. Too soon. Should I say this? Should I? I know it's coming. Is it getting warm in here? Can I say this too soon. My new ringtone. I love it. That's my wife, so we're gonna. I'll, I'll text her. Tell her we said hello. Yeah. You're the white boy, the funky white boy. Is that? Who is that? Casey in the Sunshine Band. That doesn't sound Pam right. Plays I'm it. in my podcast. <laughs> I should have put her on, but she's sick. Love Joel. Hugs and kisses. Um, cool. Right. Awesome. So yes. Uh, so 13 years, how, do, how, did, how did you get to know, what do we have in common? We're like, what do we do together? Just give us a little background, how you and I know each other. What do we have in common? Uh, well, I'll take that one because I'm loading you up, right? So Steph is one of the only vendor partners that I actually like and have hung around with outside of work. <laughs> like no ish. offense to any vendors. <laughs> Love you all so much. I really do. But yeah, we've done some really cool stuff together. Yeah. Um, one of the highlights, we got to watch the Nebraska-Wisconsin game on the field, which he didn't oh, tell dude. us about until we walked on the field. So definitely top three, two, one sporting events of my lifetime, which I didn't know. Most of you know sports is a big deal to me. Um, you know, not along the lines of a wedding or anything, but you know, it was fun. From it was the a good sport time. side of it, yeah. And that's when what's-his-name was coach. Yes. Is a friend of yours. Coach B, yeah. 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 Brett Bielema. Mm -hmm. Yep. Who's now at Illinois, right. which should be interesting. It's going to be wild. <laughs> it's going to be wild. Yeah. For sure. For sure. All right. Well, welcome aboard. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having us. Always been a good partner for ours. Awesome. Cool. Next up. I go next. Uh, Brad Thornton from the Brookfield location. Just a special shout out to the Brookfield people. What's up? Yeah. Good to be here. New Berlin. Soon to be New Orleans, wow. right? Yeah. That's exciting. Awesome. Yeah. Big place. Big deal. Uh, I've been with the company for about nine years now. Um, been in the industry for about 34 and uh, winding down here, but absolutely love it. Yeah, really All right, tell it. our story. Tell your original story. Yeah, for sure. Well, where, does that story. where does that begin? Where did it begin? When, how did you meet me? Well, we met when the old Drexel Interiors went under financially and Campbellsport had that's heard so many times. Um, I love it. It's, it's a great new to a lot of people. No, well Campbellsport came in and bought the building and pretty much took over Drexel Interiors. Which and did you knew that was coming? Like had you heard rumors Campbellsport Building Supply was gonna buy was, it? Did you know no, things? That was a surprise when you and your dad came in. Definitely a surprise. because um, I never heard of our company? No, not really. Probably not, right? Um, Don Tollefson, which was the old vice president. Shout out to Don if you're yes. watching. He and He's not the, watching. He and the manager at that time, John Deerwester, was rumored that they were going to buy it. JD. Which would have been a nightmare. So, um, no offense, John, if you're watching. Long story short, I mean, you guys came in and actually saved the day. Um, but as you know, it was kind of chaotic at first. because Kind of chaotic. Well, it was very chaotic. <laughs> so we had a, a line of cabinet. We had aristocrat cabinetry line. So we bought the company, worst times in the world, recession hit, Drexel Interiors is floundering, Campbell's Building Supply, who are they, buys them, right? No one knows. We, get the, we, have, we have all these cabinet lines, we have all these customers, truckloads, we're doing truckloads a week, or truckloads a month, truckload a week. And uh, I have all these displays, 20 displays, and 
uh, you know, we're setting up our vendors and a few flooring reps were actually like very skeptical of setting us up. It's in 2008, we're right. at Lumberyard. Um, I'll never forget the story. I believe it was Shaw. They weren't gonna set us up. The rep said, I don't think we should set these guys up. It seems a little weird. It's a Lumberyard buying a flooring store. Mm -hmm. And he got a call from corporate Shaw. Shaw's a huge multi-billion dollar flooring company and said, we checked their record, sell them whatever you can. They're open. He's like, for real? Yeah, make sure you treat them right. That was like right from their corporate office, which wow. I still, yeah, I was like, well, thank That's God. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, we didn't even really think about not having the cabinet line. We figured it was a corporate formality. So we met with their executive team and had to put a business plan together for how we were gonna use Aristocraft. We're like, it's 2008, it's the Great Recession, we're gonna sell some of your cabinets, I'm guessing that's a good thing, right? Like, whatever. And we actually, uh, you know, had to make some bootleg agreements to get a whole truckloads across with like personal checks and stuff, really weird. And they were just acting weird and they were just like slow playing opening us up and it was like two, three, four weeks, as I remember it. And then I said, hey, it was right around Christmas and I'm like, hey, at Christmas Eve, I, you know, when I, put my head down to pray to God at church. I said, I'd really not want to have this be on my head. Either we're open or not. Can you have it done by then? Honestly, it was like the 22nd or 23rd. I get an email that says, nope, I'm sorry, we're not opening you up. Like three sentences. So we literally all of a sudden instantly had zero cabinets to sell out of that market. And I will give Dara Supreme huge credits. I believe within 24 hours, 96 hours, Within hours, we had a Dura Supreme display on site in Brookfield. I believe it was directly out of your corporate showroom. Yep. So again, mm -hmm. I never, ever forgot that. That was really cool. So we were back in business with one modest selection center and 20 <laughs> full kitchens that were completely obsolete. Mm -hmm. And we told people like, Brad, great, let's go sell them. Awesome. <laughs> so then, Brad, what happened? Well, I was going to just back up here Right, a no, no, bit. please. That's kind of like a just say The whole thing with Aristocrat getting on board with with Campbell Sport was, it was a timing thing. Mm. No, not, it, not primarily their fault, right? No, but what the timing thing is, is they saw the writing on the wall with Drexel Interior. So in the meantime, they were out looking for a new distributor. Right, and promising a market share. And, and that was given to Marlene Lumber out in Janesville. Mm -hmm. So by the time they did that and you came on board, it, it was too late. Yeah, you can't go back, back right. on your word. They didn't know this was coming. They said, right. you know, Marlene's got the market. Right. Which not to a bad be a bad deal. For and them. I know that all sounds funny, but Aristocrat was one of the big cabinet lines in the building industry back then. Mm -hmm. Of the top yeah. twenty builders in Milwaukee, a dozen to fifteen years Aristocraft. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was a huge deal. So that was a a, a a devastating blow to all of us when we lost that. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm jumping all over the place here, but then we also brought Cardell in. Yeah, company mm. out of Texas. To uh, hopefully uh, replace Aristocraft. Which was an entry-level cabinetry line. And right. the guys had the thickest southern Texas accent <laughs> yeah. when they came up. Right. How Built you well. Dude, <laughs> you, huh? And it was just, it was yeah, crazy. Well. We invented our own line and they were just shit show. Is there more you wanted to say about that? Yeah, so you left the company. Well, I left because all my business was Aristocraft business. And, and back then, during the booming days, I mean, we were selling probably four to five million dollars worth of cabinets a year just myself mm -hmm. so for me to lose all that business uh, I got um, called by Marlene Lumber which was the new distributor I mean, offered a job no brainer for them no brainer yeah, for you and you know I, I must have been with you guys for I don't know how long it was a month or two and then I jumped on board with them and then went out and you know gathered my 
accounts. And well, the customers were almost bailing before you bailed, right? Because they had to make choices and you had to make choices. Exactly. It was a timing You know, thing. so we, every time I went down there every day, either I was firing somebody or somebody was quitting or we were losing right. a customer or gaining a customer. It was pretty insane. And then you were pissing. I mean, the old Drexel Interiors, a lot, a lot of contractors go. I mean, they weren't getting product to them. They weren't paying bills. Definitely not doing the so service. It was, it was right. kind of a nightmare. So I went to um, Marlene Lumber for two years, worked out of their satellite location in Waukesha. Um, they had plans of building up. They weren't talking about that. No. I think they sold that to Aristocrat, like we're going to build a okay. mega center, right? They talked about it. Right, yeah. I could see that. Right. So I was there for two years, um, and then after that, <clears throat> Joel Fleshman reached out to me, and uh, we set up a time, and we met at... Uh, What's that breakfast place? George Webb. George Webb. <laughs> that was my meeting center for a while. That was the best you could do. That was where I met people. Yeah, it was near. It was near our Drexel store, and that was like my go-to for uh, interviews. Like, I like, I'll meet you at JW. Like, where? I'm like George Webb. Right. You and Adam. Yep. Sure. And the rest is history. I mean, I jumped on board with. Drexel Building Supply, and I don't look back. It was the best move I've ever made. Oh, great. Well, thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Can I just interject just something? When I heard about that things might not work out with Master Brands, do you remember, total knucklehead move on my part, but do you remember that I heard about that, so I called you. The Hooters story? Is this the Hooters <laughs> and story? I was in Hooters, and I'm like, and I remember texting, Joel, I know things, things aren't working out. Can you just meet? I'm right down the road at Hooters. Can you come down? And you're like, sure, I'll come down. Like, sarcastically, but I didn't know that. So I waited there for like, at Hooters for like two, two and a half hours waiting Darn. for Joel. And then I'm like, are you coming? You're like, no, I'm not coming to Hooters. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> I tried. So I hung out at Hooters for two and a half I hope you? Julie, you're not watching this, right? <laughs> you were oh, I, I, I felt awful. I really really did. Head move no, it wasn't. I felt awful because you know things are just flying. At, and he's yeah. like, "Want to meet at Hooters for lunch?" And I'm like, "Sure." Like, the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and then, then, like, literally, I just remember my phone blowing up like the whole time. I just blew up all the time. So you, know, I just get a random text. Are you coming or not? I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like, like you're really at Hooters? Like, is this for real? Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm not coming. No way. No, I don't have 30 seconds to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I don't like their wings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Good try. Good try. I was at that Hooters once. That is like, that is ah. bizarre. It's like going to Chuck E. Cheese's. Is I'm it not, still open? No, no, it's no longer. They yeah. didn't make it, but Chuck E. Cheese's is still the one on The one on uh, Moreland's no right. longer. Right. But I think they might have closed the know. other one over. I want to get the Chuck E. Cheese's before we leave New Berlin because I haven't been at Chuck E. Cheese's yet. Yeah, Which is like three blocks. Stay away. out of the ball, so. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Moving on. <laughs> There's a lot of loaded things there. Okay. Yeah, moving right. on, everybody. <laughs> Hold your mouth. All right, Becky. Um, hi, I'm Becky Verdue. I'm out of the Q location. <clears throat> um, I've been in the industry for. Gosh, gotta do the math here. I'm gonna say probably 21 years, 22 years. That includes flooring. Yep, came from a flooring background, interior design background. Um, been with Drexel for about 13, I believe it is. So, yeah. Wow. 13 good years. 13 good years with one really crazy one <laughs> this year. Amen. Good times. 
good, good time. Yeah, I, I, Pam texted me. That's why I'm not like I'm not doing oh. this on the pod. <laughs> I gotta see what she said. Like a limited emergency, and I'm sitting here drinking a beer doing my pod. Oh. Not an emergency. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. Wait, but how how did we know each other? How did you come aboard? Um, <clears throat> the store that I was at in Sheboygan, um, it was called Home Interiors. It was a flooring store. And one day, 2008, they came, the boss came down and said, we, we had sold the building realizing that it was in a bad location because you couldn't get there. You had to go all the way around the block and then cut through somebody else's driveway to come through and then finally get into ours. So we made it really difficult for the customers to actually get to us. So we decided to sell the building and, build, and relocate. So 2008 happened sales plummeted the rent of the building went up like ten thousand dollars a month and the owner is just like we just can't we, we just can't do anything about it so we're gonna have to close the location down so simultaneously the same day my brother was opening up the walmart store in north sheboygan so it was the highlight of his career and my very low point of my career so i had two parents that didn't know which direction to go <laughs> so exactly exactly so yeah so then that happened on a thursday friday we all went to work the next morning and just kind of sat there and looked at each other like well what do we do and the boss was actually just amazed at the fact that all of us showed up yeah you know like what incentive did we have mm -hmm. but we all showed up and then the following we had the whole next week to close up the shop get all the installs all figured out meanwhile a contractor of mine that we tended to butt heads a lot he yelled at me a lot he wasn't really my favorite contractor in the world went over to drexel and hi dave <laughs> 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 he actually he actually went over to Drexel and said, Hey, there's this girl named Becky and you need to inter interview her and get her in here. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. When so, you got there, who was the other cabinet people? Um, there was one other person named Leila. Was it Leila yeah. was there? Yeah. 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 We can never sell the uh Joel, you don't know hi Leila. Shout out. You will never sell Dura Supreme in Sheboygan County because everyone here is too tight. And we sell millions of dollars yeah. during the premium. So it just goes to show you a person's perception yeah. is different than reality. Yeah. And, and Steph has showed me once, yeah. it is not about the market where we sell our cabinets. It is about the person. Mm -hmm. So somebody in Ripon, Tomahawk, Rice Lake, like it, it isn't about the market. And I, every location we've ever opened, like, you don't understand the Kenosha market, Joe. It's so different. <laughs> when you get to Columbus, you're going to learn about Madison. <laughs> oh, it's it's so different. It's so different. I remember the guy on my left told us not to bring cabinets to the Green Lake or uh, Wrightstown, Fox Valley area. Like, you'll never sell cabinets up there, right? And what are we, we selling cabinets last year up there? Uh, a little over a million. A little over a million bucks, right? Well, so I just it, said it'd be tough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Friend of friend. I said, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to be wrong in a or, or game on. Game <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Challenge accepted. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, oh, really? Okay. Get out. <laughs> Thank you for the advice. Give me that display for free. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I remember the first time I met Stefan, too. So, about two weeks after I started at Drexel, we had the KBIS show down in Chicago. Mm -hmm. So we went down there and you had an after bar party or an after show party mm -hmm. at Navy Pier. 
Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember that? <laughs> oh yes, Maybe I do. Here, who paid yeah. for that? Probably us. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't think we bought Pull enough up. to pay for it. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, we would have to pay for it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, and the night ended going back into a cab, back to the hotel, and the cab driver was driving down the wrong way on the oh, highway. Boy. Yeah. What time was that? At? Like, what's, what's a Navy Pier after show party look like? Oh, was that a lot of people, a lot of wine. Yeah, was yeah. it outdoors? Yeah. No, no, it was, it was in. No, it was like it was the end of Navy Pier. The end yeah. of Navy Pier, like in the conference section. It was probably section. like a nine to midnight type Something party. like that, yeah. yeah. We were, I remember being exhausted and barely being able to keep my eyes open in the cab yeah, until like I saw the headlights coming right at me. Four or five of us in that cab. Yeah. Yeah. Was he at the party yeah. too? <laughs> the cab driver? No. He, he was probably at a different party would be my guess. <laughs> right, he was going the wrong way. Yeah. Becky, historical, uh, legendary vodka lemonade drinker. Yes. Right? Yes. It's I've always, wanted to, have a, I've always wanted to have a signature drink. I've been chasing a signature drink for at least, I think I've even had talked to Steph about this, for at least a decade I've been chasing a signature drink. You know when you die? Gotta have one on good old Brad. We yeah. always have the Jameson, yeah. right? Raise so up I just that. can't. Yeah, raise up the. Put it on your tombstone. Here's one for. Here's one for Becky dies. We all show up with vodka lemonades. It's a big party. Yeah, I was already told that my casket is probably going to be filled full of lemons. See, so. I mean that's like a thing, which is great. Yeah. It's great. I can't find one. I'm all over the place. Is that a summer drink, or you drink that all year round? It's the only thing I drink. All year round. I, yeah, I, super sick. I, I've tried. Time. No water, no milk. It's water. Design creativity. Take a sip. Not judging. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to have Def Leppard playing in the background. Oh, that's another great idea. Yeah. That's also another yep. great night we had. Yeah. That, yeah. That was at a Home Builders Association. Right. Had a couple drinks and. Avocado on it. Oh, yeah. And thought that I was auctioning for American Idol, which clearly would not have won that if it was on that show. But it was fun. Thank you. Yeah. That was good. Good. Awesome. Thanks. And Beth. Yes. Beth Pouch. I'm the cabinetry leader. I will be here 15 years in July. I've been doing cabinets for over 37 years. Oh, I beat you. Not that it's a contest. <laughs> I started younger than you. Eight, nine years old-ish. It feels like that's yeah, okay. Right. So how the story, how did you come aboard here? I think them are just wonderful stories. Oh, I had a, a midlife crisis at my former employer, <coughs> and the day of my birthday, we got into a sparring match with somebody that worked out of the corporate office in a different state, and he was telling me what would sell in Wisconsin, which still wouldn't be selling in Wisconsin. I mean, it was just kind of asinine. And he told me that if I didn't agree with him, that I could be replaced because I was just a number. Ooh. So it Makes was really sense. fun because my husband was on vacation and I picked up the phone and I called a rep of ours, which was Gary Harrison, shout out to Gary, Hi, Gary. who sold Marillac cabinets mm -hmm. and he was yeah. a rep, I'd known him for years and like, I need a different job, where should I go? And he goes, well, why don't you call Joel Fleischman at Camel Sport Building Supply? So the funniest part of that is I lived three blocks away. Okay. So called Joel. And he's like, can you come in? I'm like, yeah. 
So I came in. It was Joel and Albert at the Not counter. That day, you mean I think it was the or... next night. Oh, it was wow. the next night after work. I came in and it was an interview with Joel and Albert, where Albert I think did most of the talking and obviously. And it <laughs> it really went like you've been to campus a long time. I'm like, yep. Go. So what will it take to get you to start working here? I'm like, okay. Get right to us. Yep. Let's have this conversation. So yeah, I I had a midlife crisis on a Thursday. I think I interviewed on a Friday. I gave notice on Monday and I, I called my husband on a Friday and said I, I'm quitting my job. And where were you before that? It was, was it? UBC ProBuild, right. okay. Wix, pick a name. So, so yeah. that's so been a little <clears throat> So seven miles away, legendary company called Kent, Wix, ProBuild, UBC, no longer in existence. We shut those bastards down from our market. Shout out to whoever corporate idiots are watching. <laughs> They're not, but it sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, right. If they were. If they were, if they were a personal challenge, for sure. Anyways, Beth it was legendary in our market and just very, very well known. Sold a lot of cabinets. We sold everything to a lot of our builders. Um, she sold to a lot of our builders' cabinets. And there was, she had a, she probably didn't know that, but she had an armor shield around them. Like, we nice. couldn't even talk cabinets. So, when Beth called me, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And as a lot of you guys know, I use a lot of girl-boy bar analogies. You know, it's like the really hot girl in the bar that you've been staring at for like two years goes, that girl likes you. What's up? Hi. 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 Tina. Right? Drop so was, your vodka lemonade. Uh, 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 uh. Hello. Hi, Beth. This is Joe. Could you come in for an interview? So, yeah. So, I was like, okay, well, whatever. Just open checkbook. Just start tomorrow. Great. So explain to me a little bit what was um, training like because you know we do talk about that on some pods people still uh, around here 600 people hey I wish there was more training right and I, I laugh because explain to me what your orientation was like what your training was like well I, I started on July 5th how many which... people do you think worked here company-wide oh I, I don't know company-wide I would say there were probably 50 Two locations, and we have Kiel. You had Kiel. Okay. Kiel was relatively new. Okay. So. But not Berlin. Berlin. Kiel. Berlin. Oh, okay. Berlin. So Berlin was but there were probably I don't know okay. 30, 32 people in Camelsport, maybe. Yeah, so 50 company wide. You know, yeah. Kiel and Berlin may have been running with 10 people. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I started on July 5th. <clears throat> um, not really realizing that at that point, Camelsport Building Supply really didn't work much on July 5th because the picnic is in town on the 4th of July. So I came in my first day. You weren't there. Albert wasn't there. Nobody was there. There was one person that said, that's where you're going to sit. Parade, we have a parade and picnic. Uh, yeah. The volunteer fire department parade and picnic on July. It, it's Las Vegas meets Campbellsport for two days. Yeah. Open intoxicants, wild, wild west. Yeah, I was probably just getting home at that point. Right, in my life. right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I was pointed to my office. I'm sure my dad and I both worked that day, just not right away. Yeah, right. yeah I don't remember. In the evening. I don't remember. I think I was probably too busy crying to myself. Yeah. We just kind of stumbled <laughs> in on the fifth. Yeah. Like, what did I do? Yeah, yeah. 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 So the first there. day was just, oh shit, you know what? I had held all these orders. I had orders. I had to place for clients. I didn't have a clue how to even begin. So I just, I called the rep and I'm just like, I, I need to place these orders. I'm sending them to you. I have absolutely no idea how to get you a PO number or anything like that. We'll figure that out, get these things going. So again, I was very lucky that I had the support of reps to help me through that. But yeah, it was crazy. I got home the first night. I think I cried. 
my entire night and went, what the hell did I do? What a wonderful first day. <laughs> <laughs> right. Welcome to Director. But interesting, you were treated so poorly by upper management right. that you didn't think about all those questions of like the how-tos. Oh, you were just so right. pissed that you're like, I am going to go, I've been treated poorly. I'm undervalued, so I'm going to go somewhere else. I mean, right. it's, a, it's a good right. little lesson. I right. mean, he's like, yeah. I don't care. I'll figure it out the next job. And Right. Well, in, in hindsight now, when I look back and I think about, you know, the, the first days and how uncomfortable, I had been somewhere for 14 years. Mm -hmm. I could have gone to the best job in the entire world, which it turns out I did, and I, it would have still been so scary that I would have probably cried that first night no matter what because it was such a change and my brain was going you know this is uncomfortable don't do this this is uncomfortable but powered through yep. and here we are and kudos to you because that that says a lot because there's a lot of builders and customers out there that technically buy from the company and not from the salesperson so for you to take that business and move it from pro built to, to chemical support says yeah. a lot it's a great conversation. I've said it many times at Drexel. Um, I still believe it. I, mean, I believe it, but yet maybe it's, it sounds bad. Maybe it doesn't. A salesperson's job is to say they buy for me. The company's job, and again, it's a we, so that sounds individualist, and I hate that because I do think we have a little bit of that in our culture where salesmen feel like they're on their own island and I'm a hired gun and I'm a free agent. I, a little bit. I don't think a lot, but I think it's enough to be mentioned. I wish we had less of that because it really is just about the team. But I think I've always said the company's job is to make sure if a customer leave, they buy from the company, mm -hmm. right? They buy from the ops, they buy from the billing, they buy from delivery services, they, you know, a lot of different reasons, right? They know Joel personally, whatever that is, or they don't know Joel personally, <laughs> that's an advantage. But, um, <laughs> and the salesperson just say, no, if I left, I would take all my accounts. I think if that healthy friction exists, where both things are true, that's when we win, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. good point. Right. But, I, you know, I, but I think it's gotta be healthy friction. I think yeah. there's sometimes, even in our culture, we're like, that's my accounts. And I've heard that, your accounts. The hell are you talking about your accounts? Right, like my accounts. Well, my account, my account. The hell are you talking about my account? Right? Mm -hmm. like, but you also like that ownership too, though, a little bit, right? A little bit, yeah. I used to, and we used to, I used to say salesmen set the gold coins. And I've come full circle on that. That's not true. Uh, I do think, and maybe we've just evolved as a culture. Um, I'm much more, just in the last two, three, four years, I'm much more obsessed, like in my legacy, <laughs> as I'm unwinding my career, which is always funny, but I'd love to get to a point where I think a tipping point of our culture to truly be world-class. Um, and I think, you know, people say we're there already. I'm always like, we got a long ways to go is that our quarterbacks, our cabinetry people, our flooring salespeople would literally, I call it happy sales ninjas, but happy monks I'm even going with, like they're relaxed. Like they're, they're rated on their core values. They're rated on their stress levels. Because I still think there's some things we do where quarterbacks, cabinetry people, flooring people don't feel like they need to participate in. You know, we have this thing called currents, which is like internal Facebook. You know, it's like, well, <laughs> That's on current sign, looking at that shit, right? Right there, stop. Mm -hmm. Give it to me, bro. I'm too busy. I'm a salesman. Basically, mentality, right? I'm too busy to learn that. I'm a sale. No, I, I want to get to a point in our culture where they truly understand that they are respected leaders of our organization and they are the calmest 
most enlivened people that we have. They are the most enlightened people. They are the full of peace and joy. And they are teaching others as they walk and talk by how they lead by an example. We're not there, obviously, just by you guys looking at me like, holy shit. <laughs> you, want that to, you want that person? Like, like the way you're looking yeah. at me, you're like, like right well, now? That's yeah. Obviously. Yeah, like this year? I mean, yeah, we like, right that's next year? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I'm like, you know, I was them. I mean, we've talked about a lot of podcasts. I was that dude. I mean, you guys have known me a long time. The, this Joel is different than that Joel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. That Joel is pretty fucking intense. Right? It made me cry a lot. Right. Yeah. Made her cry like I feel so bad. Made me hide under my desk a lot. Understatement. Made me wait at Hooters for two and a half hours. For goodness you are you were a madman when you first came into the interiors. <coughs> yeah, but I felt I felt that energy was good, and I would get in my car, and I, I've told us on many podcasts. I would get in my car, and I, you know, with my Superman cape on, and I'm like, man, I made an impact today. And he's laughing, right? Because I was true. Like, I thought I was making an impact. I was singeing those around me. I was making the opposite. But I'm like, fucking taught them a lot. And I got there at 4.30 in the morning. I left at 6.30 tonight. And I got shit done. And what I... Can can I say one thing that I remember back then? I still remember this this stands out and this is one reason probably kind of pushed me out and, and nothing against you but no just reality there was so much stress and so much going on at that time that I understand you coming on board to a new company and, and being so chaotic it, it, it wouldn't have been I, still remember, I was that intense yeah you coming day. into our office you open up an aristocrat book and you hacked in it. <laughs> you spit in that book and you shut it and you, I forgot what you said, but F and F these sons of guns, blah, 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 who needs them? And then when you left, I looked at the other guy and I said, boy, I don't know if I can work with this guy. I mean, it was intense. Yeah. <laughs> that's good shit, actually. Right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. But, no, but I've learned that, like, that doesn't go, like, I thought that was great, right? Like, yeah, they got it. But I realized, like, that doesn't work in for most people, right? Like, I'm different. And I think I would love before I leave to get our salesman to the point where, like, the stuff you think you're doing and the persona that you're, you're giving off is really not great. Mm-hmm. Like, we know you're important. We know you're busy. We know you have a lot going on. We know you make a lot of money. We know you're everything to everyone. And I've always said, uh, you're born a salesman. Like, I know Schwartzy pretty good, right? So me and Schwartzy are salesmen. What that means is when we were four years old, we figured out how to get a dessert before supper, right? And then we learned that worked. And then we did that a further when we were six and then somehow we got Julie to marry him and somehow I got Pam to marry me because we were selling it, right? I mean, that's kind of how that worked. And you're still married. And we're still married because we're still selling. Still selling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's that, a lot so harder So salesmen are always gonna be salesmen. So in the workplace, they're always, you know, I've said I would be the world's worst team member or slash employee, right? Because I would, I, I, and why I think I relate well with salespeople, because I am a salesperson. Like, if you told me to do a bunch of forms in Monday.com, I'd be like, yo, Becky. Uh, like, I would do it in fr- if you were my boss, I'd go in front of you and I'd say, yo, Becky, 100 bucks if you just do this shit for me. I'd be like, really? Yep, done. What you got? I gotta go sell, bro. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go, dude. Well, I would just pay her and just make it awkward, right? I had to go make a thousand. I actually, I've even told people, like, I, I know I would do it because I would just make a mockery of the company I work for to, <laughs> to prove I was in charge, right? 
Like I've always said, and you could do it easily. I said, I would have a personal assistant that I paid for, right? So I hired Becky in the summer for $13 an hour. And well, who's this? They can't not wear blue. Don't worry about you, it works for me. You know, you have to fill this out. Yeah, she does it all. Well, who's that? That's under my payroll. Next. But, no, like, literally, like, like, you all make a face. Like, as a boss, you'd be like, um, what? Yeah, no, no big deal, bro. Cool. We're good, right? We're good. I mean, my form, are my forms filled out? Because I got to get going. Or do you have, like, another form? My customers that I make revenue off of? Like, you, like, I can play that game, too, right? So our team needs to learn to just, because that doesn't, spitting in an aristocrat book doesn't That's do awesome. that good. You're sitting at your desk, pounding the keyboards and huffing and puffing isn't helping you, it's not helping your family, it's not helping your customers, it's not helping the team. So in my legacy, I love to have a relaxed sales team that right. enjoys the process. And yes, right now, I've just been talking to quarterbacks about this, not so much cabinetry people, I should, because um, you're going through the same thing, is I need the, you know, this is kind of like, yeah, we get it. But we're not in the bad news business for 37, 34 years. We're not, there's bad news business. Dentists are in a bad news business, right? Yeah, the root canal. Health insurance, life insurance, um, tax planner, right? There's like a lot of companies, auto body. That's like bad news business. Like it's gonna be a lot more than you think. That's what they always. do. Every, always. We don't do that. We're just starting that in our business. Like first time forever. We don't do, this is more than you think. We don't do that. You know, we don't do, uh, we just hired an appliance person a couple years ago, and they're like, that actually is really bad, because everyone that comes in, it's not new construction. It's, my refrigerator took a shit, all my stuff's junk, I need it tomorrow. What do you got? Oh my God, that's really expensive. So we're finally living in a bad news business, and we're not doing, we're not taking that well. We don't know how to give bad news, we don't want to, we just want to do like add-on sales, have fun, cutesy, right? Like, we forget how fun our industry is. Hopefully, now long-term, we have a reminder of that, like, yeah, that was really bad. We were giving out bad news every effing day. This was back order. That's coming in double what you think. This is literally going to hold your project up, and you can't have your grand opening. We don't know how to do that, so we take that out on each other. We take that internally. We blame others. We blame ourselves. We blame God. We blame COVID or whatever. So I don't know where the hell that was came from. Long ass ramble for no reason. Like it though. All right. Cool. So. Culture. I don't know what the hell that was us for. We're actually here for a little bit. See, we're going to talk about all this other stuff. They want to do all this agenda stuff. It's never going to work. <laughs> um, where are we at for time-wise, Logan? Uh, you're at 38 minutes. Special guest, Logan Eich. How are you yeah. doing, Logan? Oh, that's bad. IT extraordinary. Yeah. IT, IT coordinator stepping in for, for Holden. Made this whole amazing arena that we have here, so have. shout out to you. Appreciate it. Appreciate awesome. it. All yeah. under 500 bucks? Uh, 300 Classy but oh, thrifty. Nice. As fellow ESOP owners, fellow wealth ESOP. share revenue, we Profit appreciate share. that. Profit sharing, thank you. Right? That's pretty cool. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so they cool. did a great job. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so uh, big, big only reason you really hear the big WF cabinetry announcement we switch cabinetry lines mm -hmm. from Norcraft to WF. Uh, how much in revenue were we talking about, Beth? Oh, I would say a little north of $5 million. $5 million yearly revenue to switch cabinetry lines. One of our three lines we have, we take cabinetry lines, we take everything we sell here extremely seriously. We call it the Costco model. We don't bring anything under our umbrella unless you know, it goes through the smell test. Mm -hmm. Right? So we, a lot of cabinetry companies, you would know that stuff, you represent them, 
sure, I have this line, I have that line, I dabble on this line, let me walk you over here. Sure, I don't know a little bit about this, I sell two kitchens a year out of this. I'm, I'm anything to everybody. Very much a thing in our industry, we try not to be that way at Drexel. Costco means, you go through Costco, they don't have everything. But what they have, you trust. So we want to, we want to have brands that we trust, which means our builders trust. Makes it super easy, less is more. So, we wanted to move away from that cabinetry company, we won't get into that. I hate to ever piss on any vendors or customers or anybody, there's just no reason to do that. So WF cabinetry, I guess, how, I don't know how we want to get this started exactly, but that's kind of on you. So let's just, I'll just say it this way in a sarcastic tone. So you selected them? Oh, no, not at all. I, would, I didn't want that responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> we actually formed a committee. Right. So again, yeah. t kind of time out. Like most companies, that is a tremendous amount of pressure of a VP of cabinetry sales. They have to go research it. They have to go sell it. Then they got to go sell it to a team, hope it sticks. The team's like, that's the stupidest cabinet land I've ever seen. It's fundamentally super wrong. And then we, again, like that corporate guy told you, I picked this line. It's going to sell in Wisconsin. Let me tell you why. I hope it works. A, tons of stress and pressure, but also for the team members, they're like, I don't like it. I'm out or I'll never sell it. I'll sh and I've learned if a salesperson, again, back to sales, if I telling you I can't sell it, I will prove that to you. So anybody, non-industry people that are in a business, never brings people in that they don't believe in because they will prove it to you that it's not going to sell. See, I'm a salesman. I will prove you I can't sell this. <laughs> yeah. Can I say I'll show you. Please. Can I say something? I was going to say not only WF, but we've done two new companies yeah. in the last three years, which three. is very rare. Mm -hmm. In our I mean, industry. Yes. It's more the devil. In our industry, it's the devil you know versus the devil you don't. Right. If you don't know what that means, I would rather deal with the issues I have than make a $5 million move with eight locations and 13 displays. So even if it sucks, it's too much work and energy to actually make a move. Right, and then especially after the first one, who would ever think that you would get rid of Merillat? Merillat's always been... Mm -hmm. The gold standard. Yes. Ford and Chevy. And uh, boy, Apple once we Pie. found that out and changed to Marsh, that was that was huge. Mm -hmm. And then WF, is, it's been that long now, three years. Three years. Mm -hmm. We've also yeah. realized <clears throat> primarily clients, which is a change in the in the world. Clients don't buy products, they buy from companies. I go to Target, I don't buy what's in Target. I go to Costco, I don't buy what's in Costco. I buy from Drexel, I buy from a salesperson, I don't. You know, I don't buy John Deere, I buy from my local dealership. Mm -hmm. Nobody buys um, Sears brand wrenches. I buy it off of Amazon, but that's the brand I trust on Amazon, right? That, I'm sure you do that for the same thing when you're building a bike, right? You're buying from the dealer, you're not, but 1950s, you bought the product. So we were really confused. And I think a lot of our center industries still are. My builders buy Merillat. No, they don't. Mm -hmm. Clients buy Anderson Windows. Sorry, no, they don't. They buy from you, the trusted expert person or an expert trusted company. Time and time again in any industry, I've seen that. I could give two shits what my dryer or washer are. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if I know. I'm buying from my local appliance dealer or who I trust, which because might be Costco yeah. or it might be Walmart if I trust them or whatever that is, right? And I think we did a good job with, I think we converted everybody, but what, one builder? Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So that's pretty good. He'll be back. Yeah, it's a matter, of, <laughs> matter of time. <laughs> okay, so anyways, you formed the committee. I right. rudely interrupted. Let's get back right. on track. No, so You're number two. 
we had a list of cabinets to research. So we, we somewhat broke it apart that each person on the committee researched and did due diligence into each brand. We had a list of things that were stop. You know, if they couldn't do these things, they were out, you know. Say that again, because I think it's impactful. I think you just zoomed over it, or I was opening my bureau. Oh, what? Which we part? Had, which part? That we had a list of things that... So first you formed a committee. Yes. And then you said, hey, what do we want and not want in a yes. cabinet line? And some were, we're going to die in this hill. If you don't have it, you're out. Right. And the some stop, were like, well, what's comparable we'll just say stop or go that we're right. replacing. Right. Right. Or what are our current needs? What are our builders? And really, it's not about us. What are our right. builders' current needs? that we need to fill a void in, in, in what we sell. Right, exactly. Yep. So we had a huge list of things that were, our, we had our wish list and then we had our, our stop that can't get beyond that. So who and researched the companies? Everybody had a group that they did. And how so many, how large a group did you form? There were eight of us. Uh, and they were all captains, leaders, CFO, Joel, was Joel involved? Oh no, you, no. we, I don't remember when he we told you. I think we had decided, we, time, <laughs> did right? he? Came in for a yeah, no, it was um, out to the group of who wanted to be involved in the decision, who who, who wanted to have part of it. So who the actual it? real cabinet designers. Oh yes, yeah. yep, that is who it was. Well, it's, and it's amazing. We we talked about this. It's amazing that Drexel is considered a huge account out in the, the camera market. Right. That the people that would not return calls yes. or wouldn't follow up. That, that just blew me away. Yeah. Opportunity. You don't get these opportunities too much. I don't too even, often. I don't remember the ones that I called on, but I don't ever remember, even when we were going through the Marsh one, yeah. how no one ever called me back on it. Right. I would call them two or three times, and finally I'm like, oh, right. that's way too many times. Just blew me away. Isn't it fun as a salesman to see the others? But it's, wasn't it fun as a salesman? Because you rarely get to do that, right. the other side of this, right? Like, this yeah. is not how I would treat somebody, or this is how I would treat somebody. Yeah. yeah. So that's why, oh, another, just a, unintended consequence of how cool this is because you empower people to be like go see how this is or what doesn't Beth buy me a new cabinet line well it ain't that easy mm -hmm. bro but also how do you treat people right because right. there is a personal connection mm -hmm. yep. from day one and then there's a first impression and all that so anyways mm -hmm. go ahead Beth um, so we were vetting all through all the companies and WF kind of jumped out at us because there were several items on our stop list of we cannot go any further where they said, no, we don't do that, but let's talk about it. And we all were just like, holy shit, this is awesome. And we worked together to kind of create our own program. There were things uh, like Hickory's one. Mm -hmm. WF does not have Hickory cabinets available. That was one that we had to have. So they brought in Hickory cabinets for us. Just want to explore that a little bit. So great thing long-term selling right for anybody listening in any industry including ours if you're a salesman for our company or for a different company i all you have to say is i don't do that but i'm listening yes right i think we're really quick to say no but let me tell you what we do can i show you what we do right. can i show you can i can i can i can i can i, can I? I have a slide i have a powerpoint and it's page five right it's right. really or, cool or yeah, well, we'll get to that you're just holding on you're right. jumping ahead right. or i'm a jacked up salesman i'm like no we don't do that like I'm, let me tell you what you do no we don't do that that's stupid like you don't listen. i'm just but i'm listening mm -hmm. like i just want to hear you out now if it's really important maybe we'll shift our company's needs or they don't do that. We don't do that there. I was told we can, I've heard that. I was told Drexel doesn't do that. Who's Drexel? Who, who are these Drexel people? Like a salesman has said that. Like I heard Drexel, does, you know, I was told we don't do that. 
which is saying, I'm an independent sales agent. I would love to do that for you, but some weird corporate entity has told me I can't do that. <laughs> that happens every day in our company. Well, we can't sell commercial cabinets because I was told I can't. I would love to sell that to you. Really? Come on. We're not like that, right? Is that, did that make the pot, I wonder? Or just I like, was that tornado? Yeah, it was pretty. Something fell. World yeah. War IV. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, anyways, uh, just that was, a, I think, a key. That was one of the key things. They were willing to work with us. We were able to kind of personalize something for ourselves, which we always talk about personalizing programs for our clients as well. Mm -hmm. So we loved it that someone was willing to do that for us. And we went all the way. We did factory tours at a couple different places, and we walked through WF Cabinetry. And I've toured many cabinet lines. Both of you have. It was different. Mm -hmm. It was walking into something different <coughs> instead of the same old cabinet factory. They had state-of-the-art things going on in there that we've never seen before. And just impressive, impressive. Mm -hmm. the, the clients, the first thing they see is the finish of the cabinets. And that's where we had been stumbling for years now, is the finish of the cabinets. <coughs> and we were just blown away by the finish right. of the cabinets. I don't mean to speak for you guys. You can chat. I didn't make that trip. I did. I'll just... I had many vodka lemonades. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just have a really dry throat. It's nothing. Just need a vodka lemonade. Just, just yeah. beer. I got my water. Oh, okay. I'm good. I'm good. Beer's better. No, when I went through the tour, first I was very impressed by how welcomed we were from every single point, from the minute that we got off the plane to... Was that? this the line you researched? or had you? I mean, were you skeptical? Were you like... No, like, well, I would say at, just like, there from... Was, we were down, at this point, we were down, I just want to go back a little bit. We were down to three, four cabinet lines at that point? Yeah. I, I actually made up my mind pretty early in the process. I think the one thing that really was important to me is we're, we're a small company. We like to work with companies like ours. And WF jumped out at me that, you know, I could call up Tim Wellborn and be like, hey, mm -hmm. this is the trouble that I'm having. Hey, I can call... Ken Marsh up and be sure. like, hey, this is a problem that I'm having. I don't know who to call in more big corporate companies. Like I didn't have that personalized service, I could say, or somebody that I could or go talk to. Go through all the layers. Yeah, so I, I made up my mind pretty early on as to which cabinet, cabinet company I wanted. Going through the cabinet factories and touring the facilities, I just solidified it for me. 920-979-4045, my personal cell. I wanted to be Tim Walborn. Oh, okay. I'm just talking about it. Do you want to get a hold of me? I'm right here. I'm right here. Come at me. Yeah. So I, I did, that was the one thing that really, really jumped out at me. That was like an advertisement, like a commercial break. There you go. Sorry, go ahead. I thought there was a call in line or something. And that's what I thought. I'm like, first time. Call with your questions. Should be. That I interrupt too much. I watch these and I'm like, I interrupt way too much. Well, you could compare that that tour. What did we do a month earlier? We visited what Masco Company or Cabinet X. Cabinet, yeah, cabinet. Oh, we don't Z want to mention that. Oh, I don't want to blame yeah. anybody. Yeah. I'm right. sure they're doing wonderful right. things. Yeah. And that was a totally different, you know, yes. not a warm and fuzzy greeting. Not when at you all. Got there, you were just a kind of a, a number. Right. Yeah. So the, the feel of that was the, huge. the the feel of the two were completely right. different. Completely right. different. So there's a cultural feel, right? Like we buy cabinetry, mm -hmm. which is a wooden square box with a door, yeah. rectangle box with a door. Mm -hmm. 
but yet we kind of buy from them because of the cultural yeah. personal feel. It's people that buy from crazy. People, right. people mm -hmm. buy from right. people. Right. It's a cabinet that holds some plates. Yeah. Right. It makes it sound so easy. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 you know, even the personnel within the facilities too, there was a huge difference between that. The, the yeah. cabinet Y company, it was everybody was just kind of punching their ticket and yeah. walking in, doing what they had to do and walk back out where with WF, it was people were stopping and saying hi. The management level that we were was walking around with us, and every single one of them was there, was going around and tapping everybody on the shoulders. And I, when we were touring the facility, I wasn't watching the cabinets; I was watching the people. Yeah. You know, how are they happy to be there? How are they being treated? You know, and there was one person that I forget who it was went around and shook everybody's hands, checked in with them the entire time. He was never really with the group because he was always busy talking with somebody yeah, else. And that was, that impressed me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've been there in incentive program that they have. Yeah. You could probably explain that a little bit better than I. Oh yeah, just from a, from a quality just standpoint. Just quality. Yeah, yep. yeah. So they have this program that is something unique that I haven't seen. I've toured a bunch of factories as well, right? Mm -hmm. So they, you, you know, a lot of companies, more in the entry to mid-level, they'll they'll pay on how much the, the output, yeah. how many cabinets are you making. Uh, WF Cabinetry, they actually, they have a big, probably this size, they have a, a, a big screen that showcases their return rate. And, you know, two years ago, their return rate was, you know, say 2.8%. 2, 2 uh, of anything that's shipped out, so it's more of a quality incentive. Absolutely. And so, so what they were they were starting to pay bonuses, and they do to this day. That hey, if it's two point five percent, that means we're we're going in the right direction, and we will actually pay a bonus on that quality part of it. Mm -hmm. And they'll actually, and it says on their paycheck because they get paid every week. And this is only this isn't for the salespeople. This is only for the factory people, which I like. Yeah, it says quality bonus, and. If it's at 2.5%, then they got to that point. Then they tried, hey, let's go to 2.25%. Then they got like 75 cents to 2%, mm -hmm. which was like a dollar. It's like, and what that does it, you know, we talk about culture is that it's like, hey, Brad, come on. You know, it's like, we gotta get through this and we gotta mm -hmm. make sure this this doesn't work. We gotta, so you, you, you build a little bit of that of like watching everybody, making sure you're doing your part, but making sure that the team is doing their part. Right. And, um, they post that on the hour and if they're not getting to that point where they want to be um you know people know about it and they and they get frustrated if they don't hit that point or they celebrate if they do and so i think i haven't seen the quality side of that being measured like that before and then being bonused on it and then showing up in a paycheck as a bonus a separate item yeah, a separate I, item. I think it's yeah. really cool mm -hmm. yeah i think metrics are important i think words matter i think things matter however i'm gonna go totally spin this different um, I, I barely, rarely read a book twice. Um, a little bit, God bless me with pretty much locked in um, retention when I read, but I'm reading a book again for the second time, Burn Your Goals. And it was great actually, so that would be like a goal. And he really encourages not to have goals. Um, doesn't mean to strive for excellence, but it was interesting what, a, I, what I go back to on that, because at some point it's a, it's a diminishing return, right? Mm -hmm. I can only do so much. He says. Don't have a goal because you might be sitting at too low. Rather, challenge your team to do the very best they can do every day, and I would add culture to that, in the very best positive fashion. 
He didn't add that part. I would add that part. He said that is bigger than any challenge you could ever throw down. Hmm. So I think the metric itself is great saying, hey, we are trying to get that to zero. We will never get there. You know, the Lombardi thing, we'll strive for perfection. Through striving for perfection, we will find excellence. That's, I think that's pretty close to verbatim. So <laughs> usually not very good at quotes, but uh, yeah. you know, so I think, I, I think having, especially bonusing, we've done a lot of bonuses in our company off of goals. And I think at some point you take the, the bonuses away because um, rewards are really have been proven scientifically to be the same as a whip. So if I beat you down every day at some point, you know, it's been proven through uh, concentration camps in a lot of places. At some point, you're going to get these slaves, you know, you're getting the same return, no matter how much I beat you down, right? right? The old Joel Fleischman, if you will. And then also the other pendulum side, if I give you a bonus every day, if I tell you you're doing an awesome job every day, at some point that is just luck too. At some point, it has to come from within. So challenge your teams to simply do the very best they can every day. Hold them accountable to that, set the bar higher, raise that up to them level, and whatever that is for each individual. And I think if you challenge people like that, it's that's a much harder challenge than any, you know, I want sure. you as a salesperson to hit a million dollars in three years. Yeah, okay, I can do that like in six months, so I'll just surf, right? Like, I'll just coast. Right. Well, it's tougher to measure, right? Because you're just like, be your best, be your best. It is hard to be a leader. How do you, how do you measure it? It is hard to be a leader. You have to be more engaged, you have to be more involved, you have to be more caring, you have to be more thoughtful, you have to really be saying, what is your, you know, what do you expect me to do here in sales and revenue a year? I expect you to do your very, very best every single day, get out of my office. <laughs> I don't feel bad then. <laughs> I don't feel bad because I was never a goal setter. Right, right. And that's one reason why. I mean, I do the best I, I can when I'm there. And yeah. It's just all it takes. And again, there is something with dollars and cents, and if you're not profitable, let's talk, right? right? Like there's right. a business model. Are you hitting the business model and the goals? And that's called commitments. Like there's commitments, right? Like you have to do these commitments to work at Drexel. Right. And to be a cabinetry salesman, there are minimums, and you know these are things that we see as standards and reasons you're not hitting it, which is probably either more training or you're not doing your very best. You're just not simply right for the company, right? So, hey, I, I want to point out too the the vetting process. It was fun for me. You know, I've been doing this quite some time, and I've never been so involved in changing or adding to a product line like what we did. At Drexel and WF Cabinetry. I mean, we sat down with the VP of Marketing, VP of Sales, the owner of the company, um, and we talked through Hickory. We talked through some of the SKUs that were really important to you guys. And we didn't say yes to everything, but I thought you guys were pretty cool. What? To what? You're number two. Oh, so number two? Gosh. The warm one. <laughs> but I, I thought it was pretty cool how we didn't say Sorry. yes to everything. WF didn't say yes to everything, but they felt like if if we can do it, if it really makes sense, you know, they talked about well, like Hickory is that really that important? It's very important, so so important that we need to have it, or we might have to go to a different direction. Mm -hmm. I just it was cool being a part of that that change. I mean, there was so much change involved, and we've we've got some hurdles to get over because. It was a lot of change, but it was really cool to be part of that product development that I've never been I've never been a part of before. Right. It was really cool. Really cool. Cool. Okay, so I'm gonna do something with you. I didn't know where we can do this. So Schwartz Miller, one of the best salesmen that I know. Uh, we have really not talked about specifically WF Cabinet and what makes them great. So I'm gonna give you a 90 second elevator speech 
to tell us why WF is a great cabinetry line. Logan, did you like that? I do like You that. gave me a body glance. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Is it getting warm in here again? Yeah. <laughs> you want to take your seat jacket off? You got to yeah, do like yeah, a little no, Tommy yeah, boy? Yeah, 90 seconds. I would so say, this yeah. is a, this is, Steph is pretty much lubricated, drunk, uh, drinking, <laughs> and he's playing, he literally decides at the age of no return, put it that way, and I knew him pretty well at the time, I, but I'm his client, ultimately, I'm like, God, man up, <laughs> sober up, dude, so he decides at a tailgate party, against like a 21-year-old oh dude, I can't believe you're talking about this, against like a 21, 22-year-old <laughs> dude, dude, let's go one-on-one -on -one right now, I'm like, so... He's playing this like football. The, this is not fighting. This no, is no, 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 no. <laughs> so they're, they're playing catch, right? It's a tailgate party on the Madison campus. A beautiful day. We're having a few cocktails. I'm being classy as hell. Just, you know, <laughs> schmucking with the big wins. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a little broad, having a little drinky. Yeah, right. Schwarzmiller's right. off the grid. Some two college dudes, some frat boys are playing a little football. I mean, like, just it's this epic, beautiful scenery. Mm -hmm. Hey, come on, buddy. Me and you, one-on-one. -on -one. So all-time quarterback dude, he's like, yeah, okay, whatever, dude. And he's like guarding the guy one-on-one, -on -one, right? And then they start tussling because he's throwing it, and you know, they're kind of boxing each other out. All of a sudden, Schwarzmiller takes the guy, gives him a suplex, which means he flips him upside down and puts him on his head. Seriously, yeah. I'm like... Also, I'm like, we're gonna die. <laughs> Steph's gonna die. I'm gonna die. And then I'm like, I turn into like, you know, Incredible Hulk sack Superman cape, and I'm like, oh, my boy's died. <laughs> it's like a movie scene. I'm like, whoa, what are we doing here? You know, and he's like, oh, Jimmy. <laughs> Not one of my more proud moments, but. All right, that's perfect for the 90 second segment, so. Are you ready? Did I give you enough time to? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm, still, I'm still, I, was, I didn't think anything about that. I was like, going, I can't believe he's talking about this. Well, I was trying to buy you time. Yeah. Oh, you were? Yeah, Games. I was. Yeah. All right, welcome to the podcast. Yes. Yeah. I've, gotten, I've gotten better at this since the last time you guys were on, haven't I? Yeah, great. I mean, you know, you're good at prime. What's your deal? What? You're good at prying things out of people. Rogan. Yeah, Rogan. Rogan, yeah. All right, are we ready? 90 seconds? Yeah. WF Cabinetry in three, two, one, go. WF Cabinetry established in 1986. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> you know, why I think WF Cabinetry is a winner and why it will be a winner with Drexel is that there's leadership, there's vision, um, there's, a, there's an opportunity for each dealer to grow within WF Cabinetry. Uh, and what I mean by that is that they just truly listen and it's not they're small enough that they can listen and they will listen and they'll adapt, uh, but they're big enough to take care of their, their customers. And there's some things that for me personally that are important that they, they manufacture a majority of their own doors, uh, which sounds kind of weird, but a lot of people don't do that. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not as good as your door manufacturer, uh, and if your door manufacturer is not keeping up, then there's a challenge, right? Um, I think that they deliver on their own trucks with their own people and that's really important because we all know from a transportation side of things that if you're doing common carrier we also call it common crunch right so mm -hmm. it's important that uh, manufacture their own doors they deliver on their own trucks there's a good solid culture there that um, that I would say that 10 seconds oh really that leadership is important, but they listen not only to their sales rep, but they listen to their employees. Yeah. And I think that's what that separates them from the 
from the others. Logan, you get to grade them. Uh, one to ten, one being the most amazing sales pitch you ever heard, ten being awful. Uh, I already had in my head I was going to do a four. Wow. <laughs> wow, I got work to do. Tough. Well, well from, from ten being the worst, right. one being the best, to four, you're three, three, from the bottom, three from the top. Yeah, why? Oh, why? okay. Because um, I, I figured he was going to go that road where he was going to go um, that they're small enough to be able to support a bigger company like that. Okay, so let's, I, I, I reset that I wrong. That very good. I very set good. that wrong. I, I actually was hoping, and that's fine. And you're used to that. You were selling yeah. to us as a dealer. Now I want you to sell it to, and I say this very, very, um, I sell it very much as a positive. Um, I'm, no one watches these anyway, so just don't worry about it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, do you, do you it's, like, it's like four people. EB right. watches them. Hi, EB. That's it. Butch, four. I think, doesn't kill. Yeah, I love it. Um, so, um, phrase this again as, and I say this in a very positive way, also it's condescending, Dan in a van, Chuck in a truck. I buy three kitchens a year from, from Becky. I am the homeowner. I want to hear this from a homeowner builder's perspective, why I should use WF cabinetry, okay? Because mm -hmm. you talked. All the stuff you talked about was as a dealer, dealer. level. Mm -hmm. This is going to be in my kitchen for 15 years, or I'm the carpenter that I'm going to trust Becky when I send a client by her, that she's going to show them WF, and it's like the only brand I use, or it's one of the brands I use when it's in that budget point. But it's the one I like, but I've never heard of it. So talk to me as a small builder or talk to me as a homeowner. We'll give you five seconds to prepare. Do you have follow-up questions? Yeah, so not, not as a designer or as... End user. The, no, the, no, 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 no. Am I, am I talking to this end user as, as a WF person or as a Drexel designer? Yes. A little bit of both. Yes. Okay. You're just literally having a beer with me or us right now. Right. And you're, like, out, you're like, this is why you should use this in your next home, Joel, Becky, Beth, Brad. Right? Like, this is the cabinet line for you. Ready, set, three, two, one, 90 seconds. WF, this is why it's for you. I would say, People love a lifetime warranty. They like, they like to hear that we are going to take care of. If there's an issue, we're going to take care of it. I think lifetime warranty is important for people. Um, I am that but, person. Talk to me. Yeah. Oh, I'm talking to you. Oh no, whatever. All right. Um, the fit and finish of the product for the price position uh, brings great value. The the finish. We've invested six million dollars into a flatline finishing system that gives you the opportunity not only to be flexible in, in the finish from paint to stain, but also... <laughs> I'm engaged. I'm okay. ready. I'm ready to buy. All right. But but also gives you the uh, the overall finish that is going to last, last a lifetime. I'd also say from a construction side of things, we really bring things to the forefront as far as people love... Uh, dovetail drawers. They like full extension soft close drawer guides. They love soft close for doors. All of those things have a lifetime warranty. All those things are prevalent throughout the, the product line. Um, our components, you have, based on your price position and where you need to be budget-wise, you have an opportunity for an engineered wood product or you can get an all plywood product. So it gives you flexibility, not only a product, uh, but also gives you uh, a price position that you can you can move up and down About 10 seconds where you want but also gives you the flexibility in design mm -hmm. so that you can do the custom type of things in more of a mid-level to entry-level price point and okay. you get you get paint for five percent well drexel does that's why they're <laughs> <for us. laughs> so you're leading with price 
Um, I don't leave with price, but that's a good people like to hear that. What does five percent mean? Like I hate when when we sell things on percentage. You do not buy a car saying air conditions another twenty two percent. A tip. I do. I'm just telling you. I don't like people selling in our industry on percentages. Because I don't buy cabinets, but what once a lifetime, three times a lifetime. So you said paint is five percent more. You need that. You need it's, it's, it's it's about three hundred dollars on your project, just like I would buy a car. Not saying you don't do that. I'm just saying. Right. Words matter. I just compare the savings because most manufacturers are charging you fifteen percent per paint product. Still don't know what that means. Well, and I'll get to that compared <laughs> to five thousand. So if you're buying a ten thousand kit, ten thousand dollar kitchen. You're paying fifteen hundred dollars, or you're paying five hundred dollars for a supreme finish. Correct. So there's a thousand dollar difference there. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna do this a little different. Logan's gonna be the voter. We're gonna have a little challenge. Beth, you are gonna, gonna do, do ninety seconds on this. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking to a builder, Kurt Kreiser. Hi, Kurt. How you doing? Somebody like that, guys. You work with a long time. You're gonna say, hey, for this project, same thing. You're selling to the builder, selling to the consumer, both the end user. Um, you have 90 seconds. Five, four, three, two, one, go. WF Cabinetry. So we brought this line in after much, much research because we felt that this was a great opportunity for us to show you what is available out there. The finish on these cabinets is just amazing compared to some of the other products in this comparable price point. If you look at the finish on them, you're gonna feel, you can touch and feel. And I think that's really important for you and Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner to actually see and feel this product. So uh, I encourage you to investigate that. The SKUs, the actual products that are available are the things that your homeowners are looking for out there. They're really forward in the industry on having the options and accessories that we're finding on Pinterest. Your clients expect this even though they don't want to pay a premium dollar for their cabinets. So we can do this with WF Cabinetry. The door styles, it's everything that we need in today's market. We're not going to see the dogs out there of some of the former products that you might be familiar with. We have everything that your client is looking for. So I'm very confident that we're going to be able to supply you cabinets. You're good. You can stop early. Okay, I'm stopping early. Nice. <laughs> that was great. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, okay, no, no. On one more. We got one more. Oh. I'm gonna go. Oh, nice. Less than thirty. Oh, less no. than thirty seconds. Oh, less than thirty seconds. I'm selling right to Logan. That's what I would have said. Who was my client? I he like, signs your check. It's not fair. Yeah, right. <laughs> Someone. <laughs> I know Logan. He's got he's got like a half a beer in him. He's, 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 he's going to speak fluidly. Hey, Logan, thanks for coming in. I know you buy from Drexel. I know you buy from the trusted brand. We did a research like crazy. You're going to love this cabinet line, man. It's awesome. We sell a lot of them. Wonderful display. So uh, let's get, you know, you're interested in just talking through this and seeing your design. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. 16 seconds. Thank you. Go oh, yeah. All right. All right. I'll quick, I'll quick go down the line. I like... I like his that he went through a you know lifetime warranty things like that, but I'm probably gonna put his as third. I like best because it compared the other brands, but I felt most trusted with Joel. Yeah. And, and <laughs> as bad as that, I, I, that's not because he signed my page. <laughs> sure, sure it is. <laughs> Again, we went back to that though, and I know I set you guys up for failure on that, so I apologize, especially the Suflex like you were just throwing. Yeah, off. I do. I like, but less I like, is more. Again, they're yeah. buying from you as the designer. They trust you. 
You do not have to go into brands. You don't have to go that deep. Nobody gives a shit. Well, they don't hear half of it. Yeah. They try. I mean, what you're doing is you're getting them into the showroom, and then you're showing them the you're, product. They're buying from you. Right. They're buying from you. They're buying from their budget. They're buying from their design. You're getting them excited, emotionally bought. I'll ask you a question. Let's go around the room. What water softener, what brand of water softener do you have in your house? No idea. It starts with an A. <laughs> Becky? Um, I know who I bought it from, but that's about it. There you go. The products we, there's a plumber right now. There's a water softener companies right now doing what we're doing. Can you believe Jim's plumbing uses that shitty water softener? <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> There's somebody right now, a plumber sitting right now with a homeowner going through a bid and, and going on for about 10 minutes about a water softener. There's water softener companies right now saying, how do we get more market share, man? We gotta, we gotta get to the homeowner. We gotta spend, are we going to K-Biz this year? Cause you know, that's where homeowners <laughs> are and consumers. No, just get the plumber to switch to your water softener. No one gives a shit and they really don't care about the line of cabinetry. We do, as the plumber, as the trusted advisor, I wanna put a great water softener in. So if you do ask me, hey, what about the water softener? There's one in 100,000 customers, one in 1,000 customers, one in 100 customers. Yes, they're gonna be that analytic and know more about water softeners than you, Jim, the plumber. That's fine, I don't know, I'll find out more. Apparently you're really into water softeners, I love that about you, let me take a note and I'll get back to you. And for you young designers out there, you young flooring salespeople, you young quarterbacks, young salespeople, you don't have to know that much. They wanna buy just from you and be trusted. And when you don't know, or if they seem to know more than you, they do. They've Googled it, they've researched it, they're setting you up to fail, so punt. Say, I'm sorry, I'm really new, it seems like you're really into water softeners. What specific questions do you have on water softeners so I can get back to you on? Mm -hmm. right, we just, I just met with the window team and they're like, they were like super into U-values of the different, like, come on guys, we gotta all know what U-values of each window line is. I'm like, why would you train that? Who gives a shit? And they're like, no, 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 everyone cares about U-values. Like that comes up, Joel, it comes up. And they're like, what about the sight lines? I'm like, sight lines? They're like, yeah, one's two and three quarters, reveal them, the other one's two and a quarter. Uh, yep, no one gives a shit, trust me. And they all look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, nobody cares. And again, if a customer walks in your showroom, and says, hey, what's the U-value of that? They already know, and they already know more than you will ever know about U-values. So just simply ask them, you seem really interested in U-values? You know, and I taught them on Windows, or what I was trying to coach them on Windows was, all of our window lines are energy efficient. I wouldn't sell anything that's junk. They're all energy star rated. Can we move on, right? Even price. I mean, I love talking about price. Like, put price, get price out there right away. What do you want to spend on this kitchen? What do you want to spend on these cabinets? Well, I can't tell you that. Well, then I can't start. I have cabinets here that I can sell you. A $500,000 cabinet, I can give you cardboard boxes. So what are we doing? Where are we at? Well, I really don't want to talk about that. Well, then I can just show you around until you're ready to have a real conversation about what you really want to spend. Because again, you're going to get really excited about everything I show you, and it's going to be a lot, and I hope you love it, but we're going to have a lot of stress and anxiety getting there. Or we can just have a real conversation right now about price because I don't really want to talk about price anymore because I want this to be really, really fun for you guys. And I feel like if, if we start just talking about numbers, it's not going to be. I'm not going to soak you. I sell a lot of cabinets. Drexel sells a lot of cabinets. If I did, I wouldn't be in business. 
seems so to be a big hurdle in, in our industry and probably I'm every so industry. Scared. I'm so scared. I'm What's scared. that? I'm scared. Yeah, right. I'm scared. <laughs> I just want to get excited. Then I got to be a salesperson. I hate being a salesperson. <laughs> but it is right. It's a it's a hurdle. Yeah. It's a hurdle that's starting. Why? It just it's I mean, nuts. I go back to car dealers. Logan comes in. He wants to buy a car. I'm not like. Let me show you the Mustang, dude. It's the coolest thing in the world, man. Yeah, it's ninety thousand. I'm looking for a Civic. Oh shit! I didn't know. I should have. I guess you shouldn't have test drove the Mustang. Yeah. <laughs> like I gotta know what you want to spend, man. You can go anywhere with this. It's a kitchen. I can do anything you want. We can put bells and whistles on. We can take them off. If I show you the bells and whistles, are you gonna say you want them? You're gonna say yeah, because they're cool, but they're also expensive. So who cares? I think sometimes you can even read it out of people too about how that conversation is gonna be and how you need to present it. You know, some people you can just tell that they're they're holding their checkbook tight to their pocket. Mm -hmm. And if you ask them how much they're going to want to invest into the project, they don't want to give you any number because they feel you're going to spend every yeah. single penny right. of it. Where with that person, maybe yeah, taking, what do you approach, do? What's your tactic with that? taking a different approach as far as, you know, you can do We have four different cabinet lines. Each one's going to have a different price point. You know, this price point cabinet is going to get you within this range. You'll be in this range over here. These are kind of some of the things that you're going to get different from the other company and you can usually tell within their face or they'll just plain out come right out and say well, it. Well they have to. I mean, yeah. Because even if they're the face you might read it wrong. Right. But yeah at least you can do multiple choice. Like I have a brand new Corvette or I have a minivan. Yeah. Let them decide Which what one line do they you want to go to. Right. A I'm not going to bid all I'm not going to give you a bid on a Corvette and a minivan. We do that all the time in our industry. What the fuck was that about? Right. And then we bid out a Corvette and then we lose it to a minivan and we're like see I'm way too high. You're not way too high. It's the wrong brand. Mm. Becky, do you get that within the first 30 minutes of the conversation? First 15, first 10? It's, it's usually right away I open up the conversation that way. Is that what you were saying? It has to be yeah. right away. Yeah. yeah. To me, it has to be right away. Yeah. The rest of it is and based I, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I just had somebody come in. She got a, a kitchen plan for Cardell cabinets. <laughs> oh, like, no. Oh, that's a blast oh. from the past. Putting in cardboard boxes, I don't have that line. Are you willing to pay more? Right, right. So I had asked, I'm like, you know, I'm familiar with the Cardell line. Can, do you mind me asking what price were you quoted on this? And at first she was apprehensive, but she came right on said, and it, it's, a, it's a smaller kitchen, 13,000. I'm like, okay. I'm like, from my experience, you know, what I should be showing you is this product. However, for that price point, I can get you into this product and you'll get A, B, C, D more. Oh, swears my heart. That's why she's the best. <laughs> That's why she's the best. And if, if not, we're done here. You know, one thing I think designers need to learn, all salespeople need to learn, it is not about how long you meet with a client. The client is not in control of the time. Time is our number one asset. It is not money. It is not our brains. It is not our knowledge. So time is. It's our number one asset. So when you let the customer control the design experience with their time, you lose. Mm -hmm. So the, 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 the thing that you need to learn is to make an amazing experience in the shortest amount of possible time. That also benefits the client. Most clients don't want to make it a four-hour meeting. Some definitely do. But either way, you're in control of that. So how can I leave you with all the information you need to do to make a decision, which again is back to my 17 seconds with Logan, right? How much can I give you to make a wonderful buying choice, leave you with a very positive atmosphere in your car? You thought it would take an hour and a half. I did it in 15 minutes and I'm on to the next task I have to do. 
because my time is the most valuable thing. I want to get back to my family, my friends, my kids. I don't want to work on your quote to 11 o'clock at night. I want to make as much revenue for the company and myself as possible. So time is by far the number one asset and we waste so much time with the client because we wander into conversations. We want to show all the options. We want to talk about the product lines that no one gives a shit about because we're really knowledgeable and I just came back from the factory. <laughs> well, right? Yeah, it's a huge hurdle. It's another big hurdle along with asking the price question. The budget question is, I, I hear so many designers like, yeah, I just spent three hours with this customer. I'm like, oh, that, I mean, how painful for everybody involved. Everybody. Everybody. And how do you whittle that down to, I've got, 90 minutes, I've got an hour, whatever it may be, but to set that up front is so important too. Well, learn, learn a scripted process. Uh, we've, we've done that here at Drexel. I would say any salesperson, in, have a scripted process. It all plays out the same way. Every client is fundamentally, the sales process is the same way. And if you control that, you're saying, I need to get you here, I need to get you here, we need to decide on this, we need to decide on this. And you have to be, you have to sense if they care or don't care. Right, full extension drawers. A, don't use industry terms. I do not know what full extension drawers mean. Soft closed doors, lost me. Now I'm scrambling for a half an hour to get you back in the conversation because you're still thinking what the F is a full extension drawer? And did the last guy go by and reference that? But now and are you Amish or not? Yeah. <laughs> you went, nowadays, people are so educated with the internet, they know exactly what all those bells and whistles mean. And if they do, then move on. Right. But if they don't, then slow it down. Right. But you have to be tuned and train yourself to know those cues or get through those questions as quickly as possible because then you bore you. Again, if they do know, you're boring them. Like, let me show you the door construction. Do you, do you care about the door construction? Do you care about the back of the panel? Again. Fundamentally, it's a rectangle that holds my plates. I don't give a shit. Sell me on the design. Tell me it's cool. Did it fit my budget? For me. Next the, person might be totally different. The one thing that we did in the Q location when we remodeled is we got a little nine-inch base of each of the cabinet brands. It's the easiest and fastest way to tell somebody. It's a visual world, right? It's a visual world. Mm -hmm. They look at it, and they immediately go right where you, you want them to go. Or so, need them to go. Yeah. Right where they need to go for their budget. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we need to wrap this up. We're way over time, I'm sure. We usually try to do this in an hour or less, and we're not doing well. 120, record-length podcast. We haven't got to the end. We need to get to the end. This is crazy. So thank you all for coming out. You've been super impactful. Um, so billboard questions. Uh, we always set this up. You have a billboard, major billboard, for life, major display. It's displayed at something where tons of people are going to see it forever. What's on it and why? Becky, you. <laughs> So I thought of a few things, but the very first thing that came in my mind, picture it, this is so me. There's a picture of a box of lemonade in the background and it says, chill out. Oh, I love <laughs> yeah. what is that? But what does it actually mean, right? Like, so it very can, surface it can, level, it can, it can It can take, be whatever you want. Enjoy but to you, what are you trying to say? Right now, everybody in the world is under stress, whether it's kids in school, working from home, working with deadlines, you know, there's, lead times there's all kinds of things that are constantly being pounded on us personal opinions this that politics there's you know it's just we all need to just chill <laughs> just you know let's all find our happy place let's all be respectful of everybody else let's be kind to each other let's 
embrace each other for their differences, for their diversity, everything else. Let's just all chill. That's pretty good, Logan. Please. That's pretty good. Yeah. What, Please. what brand of Please. lemonade? Please. Everybody chill. Is there a brand of lemonade or vodka? <laughs> Specific brands you uh, go you to? You know, I've, I, I've evolved, yes. Yeah. It, it, I have gotten very specific, and yeah. So if if it's, I if I knew you the best, I would know you love this brand of lemonade. Um, Minute Bane, five calorie. Okay, and this <laughs> brand of vodka. Tito's. Tito's, yeah. yeah. All right. Steph and I have drank <laughs> yeah, large quantities of Tito's. Yeah, we sure have. Before it was really popular, so yeah, I right, I hang right. my hat on that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Go ahead, Beth. Well, last podcast, it was This Too Shall Pass, which is still my first one. So this one, I had to come up with something different. No, let's go to the Or you have something different. So I don't oh, want to yeah. Second yeah, place. celebrate. It's a second billboard. No one gets a second I, billboard. I want right. a second billboard. And I, I have to put my background is going to be blue with fireworks in front of it. And I thought we should balloons because you did balloons for so oh, long. Balloons. Balloons would be great, too. With your drink. Okay. And then just celebrate. We yeah. focus so much on the negative. We remember every mistake we have ever made we remember Personal and professionally correct correct mm -hmm. every kitchen that didn't quite go the way we envisioned it every client that didn't say kind things about us every everything we remember all of that we seldom take the time to celebrate the good that's going on around us mm -hmm. Very nice. all right boys you got yeah. a lot to live up to them great ones Woo. i should know that about you you do celebrate i still at home from the one event we had yeah. i have a big celebrate sign i still have that's that. that's probably five home. or six years ago was is it about all 13 years that you've had the celebrate slogan mm -hmm. it's probably well that's probably that's about nine it's when we started the captains and stuff it's always longer that's than you think that's the right? first time that the balloons came out yeah i still have blue balloons in my explain what that means real quick um it, it was always just a way to remind so everybody what, what you handed them out what did it mean yeah but i handed balloons out to the, the team that when something really good happened blow up your balloon and celebrate with each other you know that bring recognition to the good things because again we we tend to bitch when things are going wrong if you have a blue balloon by your desk, everybody knows something great happened. Let's talk about so it. So you just gave out this little, un, like, this is potential, and talk to me about it. It was so cool. It was yeah, wonderfully done. love it. I remember it very vividly. It was awesome. Love All right, it. which one of you guys want to go? <clears throat> I, I'll go. Please. My, my word, well, <clears throat> before I give my word, um, with, with our country's, and our country's political arena, um, all the racial friction or problems we're having racially issues um in the covid my word was uh what's just my word it wasn't your drink chill you, no, might, you can chill. have chill out too respect there you go there's so much hate and uh, anger in, in our country nowadays that I, I, people need to respect others you know the other races um mm -hmm people wanting to protect themselves from the COVIDs. Um, and then, what was my third one? I don't know. I had too many beers. Yeah. <laughs> one billboard. <laughs> no, but I'm, 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 I'm expanding on my respect. Oh yeah, the reasons for respect. In, in politics, You're I mean, great. there's You're so much, great. there's so much anger in, I mean, just respect that person if they got certain political views, just 
deal with it and respect it. I love it. Is it yeah. like a black background with white lettering in the period, or how, what does your billboard look like visually? I don't know if I have black and white. I, I mean, think it should be like springy colors. Yes. Like oh, that would be colors. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Tulips along the yeah. bottom. Cabin, yeah. cabin designers for sure. Yeah. 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 It's a great tone with the moss. The bright yellow. But the sun is in a sunshine. It's a big smiley face. The bright yellow is so in color. The sunglasses on. It's the sunflower yellow with like the undertones. Yes, green undertones like the background fundamentally, and then there's a pillow. Thank you, Brad. But three for three, so you got a lot to live up to. Mine is. You failed on the 92nd WF, so let's go. Control the controllables. And mine would be black background, white. See, we are, him and I are a lot like that. It's the Nike thing. That's like the Nike thing. Yeah, just, it can be simple, but I get it. There's no gray area. It's very. Control the controllables. Well, I just think that, you know, all of what you guys said is like, hey, just control what is in your world. And that means be kind, work hard, you know, don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Just worry about what you're doing. And that will take you to wherever you want to go. And I just think that, again, in this world, everyone talks about, well, they should be doing this and they should be doing that. Well, just worry about you or they should be, uh, you know, you got COVID, you got the politics, all, all this stuff, you know, the, the racial stuff. It's like, just be kind, just be you, do everything that you need to do and your world will be brighter for it. Control the controllables, everything will work out. I tell my kids that. Yeah, as you know, that's probably one of my, you probably know that, that's one of my favorite sayings, control the controllables. I have, that's one of the few things I have on my desk. I mean, it really is, speaks a lot to what I believe in. It's, it's, there's so many things out of your control. You know, we do so much worrying. The past is the past. And we've all heard this, you know, the future is not in our control. The past wasn't in our control. So all we have right now is the present, what you're doing, make an impact. And so many things are out of our control. Um, you know, I'm a sports geek. I, I mean, champions have a lot of luck every freaking year in every freaking sport. Michael Jordan had a tremendous amount of effing luck. And well, he made it. He made his luck. No, <laughs> shit rolled in. Shit didn't roll in. Yeah, it wasn't right, a foul right. call. Like there's a lot of freaking luck. He pushed off. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you know, I missed. The, it rolled out. Yeah. Like, that's just luck. You know, rough missed the call. So, yeah, control the controllables, which I think gives more peace and joy, which makes you chill out, which makes you celebrate, which makes you have respect. That's the final words. That's good enough. Thank you all for coming on. Cheers, guys. Cheers. 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 Nice job. <laughs> I grabbed that.